What's up, everybody? It's Kai Smith here with another episode of Popular Church. Last week, I gave you guys my uh, 10 golden rules, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. It was something that was weighing on me for the last couple months. Today, I'm just going to talk about, uh, you know, just the things I'm passionate about, professional sports, uh, prints. I'm going to maybe chat up with a few people, see if we can get some guest callers in here, and of course, some uh, some vibes for you to move and shake to. It's Kai Smith. Welcome to Poplar Church. I'm feeling kind of sick today, but I gotta give gotta give it some effort. I just had a little uh, little tummy ache, so bear with me if I sound sound kind of nasally or or I don't know. I don't give a fuck how I sound as long as you can understand me. But uh, yeah, yeah, drink more water. I gotta drink more water. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player. That I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, you too. I mean, what else can you really say about the dude? He dunks on niggas. He shoots. Got the free throws. Passing. Rebounds. Steals. Blocks. He's a fucking role model. Well, forget my language. I'm more like Charles Barkley. I'm not a role model. But, uh, yeah, you got to just give tip your hat to the GOAT. Even if he doesn't ever win a ring again, he's still going down as one of the greatest. If he don't win one this year or ever again, my main concern, or not main concern, my main question is when is he actually going to slow down? You know, he's 15 years in and he's just still running at a freaking fantastic pace. He just went off to like 46 last night. So, I mean, what what, what else can you really say? His stats, he's coming after Jordan all stats-wise. The rings and rings and things you bring it, you. What's that, bro? The rings and things you speak about bring them out. It's hard to yell when the barrels in your mouth. I mean, he don't yell, and the barrels always been pointed at him because he's been the king. He's been that person that the NBA's needed to be the cover since the retirement of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, especially now recently. And the league is gonna miss LeBron Brown when he leaves. So. A definite shout-out to LeBron James. Go and get your buckets, young blood. Go and get your buckets. Oh, and I also got to shout-out Bronny James, too, because he got the little swaggy look. He might not be the next Bron, but I think he'll have a sufficient NBA career for sure. And if the NBA is a spectacle, like I believe the the United States government's a spectacle where, you know, the higher-ups and the commissioners are pulling strings to make things happen, I could see LeBron James Jr. being a really, really great player once he gets the referees and the coaches on his side and proves that he is committed and stays out of trouble and stuff like that. So you never really know, but, yeah, definitely cheering for the James gang for sure. Okay, so imagine you're playing in a blacktop game with some friends five-on-five, and you got the hot hand, so you really knowing what to do with it. You got the rock, you scoring. Nobody can stop you, and the game gets to crunch time. What do you do? Do you know everyone's keying on you? You know that they're going to try to stop you. You know that you're the one. Do you have the trust in your other four players on the court on your team to hope that they can make the right shot, or do you just say, I'm the guy, I'm the one, I'll take us to the promised land? And then that will be the answer whether your team Kobe or team LeBron. There's no other way. Think about it. LeBron. 
dish it off to Ray Allen. Game six. Or no, that was Chris Bosh. Forgive me. <laughs> Kicked it out to Ray Allen. Cash. Mind you, Brown already had like 40-something that night. Like, what, what else can you really, what else do you want from the man? He already gave you 40, 10, and 10. He's breaking all Michael's records. Even Donovan Mitchell's starting to break Michael's records. I feel like all records are meant to be broken. But if you're the greatest, greatest, then you're going to have to keep on, your records are going to live forever. And I feel like none of LeBron's records are going to be broken for at least, at least another 30 years, maybe. So what's a once-in-a-generational talent? So, I mean, Kobe was in Michael Jordan's era, and he's a, he is a once-in-a-generational talent, but he followed the blueprint of Michael Jordan's to the T. No one else could follow Michael Jordan's blueprint other than the Black Mamba. But LeBron said, I got the blueprint, my own blueprint. We're the hove in them. So you really just got to understand that when you have to approach the game in a different way, and you're the chosen one, you're not the kid, you're not the the next up, you're not anything like that. You're the the king. And that's King James for you. It's it's almost like it's it's so biblical to the sense like he was like the basketball Jesus, you know. People call Michael Jordan God. He's like, I'm God, I'm Jesus. Michael Jordan and LeBron are like it's almost the the perfect storm to the NBA's backstory, I guess I could say, in today's era. But yeah, man, LeBron, Jordan, one in the same. You can't really, the game's changed. LeBron changed the game, and Michael changed the game. Kobe manipulated the game. So that's where my take on that, and I'll talk to anybody about it any day. It's LeBron, Brown, baby. Okay, so I got a quick, uh, a quick little analogy for you guys, and, and hopefully, I hope, that people can understand where I'm coming from and, and give me more insight about it. But everyone has their, their vices, their ups and their downs, their high highs and their low lows. And everyone has their, their fallbacks and their, their drinks or their marijuana or whatever your, your stress reliever is. And for me, I think the most important thing that I like to tell myself before I'm indulging in something is that what for what it means you hear me say that a lot what it means and i like to i like to think to myself that whenever i'm indulging in anything time or material things or you know tangible things that it's for celebrational purposes which means yeah i'm going to go smoke this blunt tomorrow because it's 420 but i'm going to smoke the blunt the day after 421 because i had a long day at work you feel me you can always give yourself that excuse to keep going back to that same routine. So I don't believe that necessarily people are fucking up the stuff. Like if you if you have an addiction to something, you can give yourself that reason. And I'm just here to tell you what do you what are you celebrating? What do you what are you wasting that that effort and that time for? Or what are you what are you trying to congratulate yourself for? Because I think that's what it's all about. If you're doing it, if you're, if you tell yourself, well, I'm a patient. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got a bad back or whatever, but shit, you need to go to physical therapy. You need to go. I'm not saying marijuana is the answer and I'm not saying it's not the answer. I'm not saying alcohol, uh, prescription drugs, anything like that is the answer, but you got to come to the point and realize that anything that you do has repercussions and the goods, things, the things that you think are good defined as goods 
they're not always good for whatever, for everyone. You know, you got to find out who you are, find out your routines, find out what can keep you even keeled. Because a lot of people don't like to be even keeled nowadays or don't see themselves going into that vicious circle that keeps you down. So my best advice for everyone, just before you partake in anything, just find out what the deeper meaning is. I try to always stress that in these last couple podcasts, but for sure, celebrate for what? And make sure that you don't celebrate for the for the fuck of it, because that's going to give you a dependency, and that's what leads to those spirals. And I just want people to keep on keeping on. This longevity shit is serious. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You were just listening to my brother, T. James song called airplane mode featuring poly um pretty much anything that i could try to tell you in terms of lessons is a testimony to t james music because he's so real that it, it almost is it's so looked on in today's generation and era if you listen to what he says and his cadences and his verse more specifically it's man i'm, I'm just so happy for my dude i'm so happy for chris can't wait to link back up with you guys we're going to definitely have some more deep, in-depth conversations about this kind of stuff with them on the show one of these days pretty soon. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep some more music going, a couple more segments. And uh, you're listening to Poplar Chutch. Another uh, development in a world where black men are getting kicked out of services for being black Um just two niggas was in LA Fitness and they were playing basketball and they happened to, uh, I really don't know the details, I guess the cops just showed up and told them that they couldn't be there and I kind of just, I'm so numb to it nowadays, I don't really know what else to think but um, yeah, it's just the world that we're living in today and it really kind of just makes you think about are they now just doing this just to do it? You know, it's like, I think there's only 14% of the population in the United States are African-American men. And it's like they fill up, uh, minorities fill up about like 60% of the prisons or something like that, 40 or 40 to 60% of the prisons. So my advice to all these young brothers out here, you know, um, just just keep your head down, be humble. And I, I, it's so hard to be humble when you when you want to celebrate life and be eccentric and it's part of your personality. But just just keep your head up and down at the same time. Yeah, you hear me contradicting myself on the air. Yeah, I said to keep your head up and keep your head down. Fuck you. What you gonna do about it? Shoot me. Yo, I got to tell y'all something. So crazy. Go on Netflix and watch How to Get Away with Murder Season 4. Season mother frickin' 4. I'm not even gonna, I'm not lying to you guys. My pinky up. This is the craziest series I've ever watched on Netflix. And I've watched a lot of Netflix in my day. Trust me, I've been watched a lot of stuff. I, Man. Without giving you guys no spoilers, because I really do urge you guys to go see this shit, because it's so, it's so profound on what is going on in my life right now, and everything that goes down on the everyday basis, 
but just the, the, the irony that it takes place in Pennsylvania and that, you know, there's offenses and, you know, the, it's, it's so, so well written, so meticulously built. And then the, the cliffhangers are crazy. The, the, the storyline with everyone else being involved and how it changes together and the history. It's like some Kendrick Lamar damn shit. If you watched season four and then season three and then season two and then season one, it would be just as good, if not better than watching it from start to finish from season one to four. Like, damn, yo, I got to really give it to my girl Viola Davis, Cicely Tyson. Oh, my gosh. Kerry Washington did it. Yo, I am shook. I watched like I watched half the season yesterday and then I watched the other half earlier this morning the shit is so good five thumbs up six stars up three eyes up it's so crazy and when you watch it you're gonna be at the edge of your seat freaking out I remember there was one episode where I I'm not gonna lie I'm I'm if I put my headphones in I take myself away from, I actually think I'm in it, because, you know, the bass, I turn my shit up all the way. I got to hear the, the background production of the suspenseful music and the soundtrack. I got to hear people whenever the doors close and shit like that. I got to know who's walking in. I'm looking in the background behind the, the, the main front scene to see if there's anybody moving and if there's any kind of future developments, because there's so much going on. I would highly, highly recommend you to go watch. Orange is the, wow, I'm high. I can't believe I said that. How to get away with murder. It puts it, and that's why I said it, because Orange and New Black, I can't even front. Yeah, I watched that shit too. But it was only like two seasons, three seasons. But yeah, it's better than that. How to get away with Moida. How to get away with Moida. It's Moida. Speaking of murder, um, gonna have to take it to a more negative light. Um,. The news about Prince really devastated me earlier today. If you don't know, they found out that Prince's autopsy, they found fentanyl, which is a term of, it's pretty much like death, death pill, I guess. He was under the impression that he was supposed to be taking Vicodin, which I'm, I'm, I'm so, so adamantly against taking prescription pills because I've seen it, what, it done, what it's done to people firsthand. But, um, yeah, this is just an atrocity. You know, first Michael, now Prince, Whitney Houston, um, Elvis, even though I'm not too big on Elvis, his racist ass. But, yeah, it's almost unbelievable nowadays because it'd be the people closest to you, the ones that are taking care of you. And it makes me wonder, where was his family at? Were they in on it? Were they the ones like, you know, the Piggy, the Biggie and Pac kind of conspiracy? Or is it just the thing where he slipped up and... Whoever thought he was giving him, fe- I just, it's really suspect to me, so I just feel bad for the purple one, but his his latest album, Art Official Age, was his wokest, it was almost like his great goodbye, you know, it was like a culmination of everything, it was so good, I loved it, I highly recommend you guys listen to that album, Affirmation 3, actually I'm going to play it for you guys after this, but uh, yeah, he does trap beats, he does the music, he goes back Purple Rain style on him. Yeah, yeah, I was just talking to my mama about it. She was sick, but 
it's almost like you you see these things happen and there's nothing you can really really do about it because the game is dirty the industry is dirty and unless you're a complete boss and know how to maneuver like freaking jeeves then you're never really gonna get to where you uh get to where you see yourself finishing in the in the long haul and uh i hope something comes to light and i hope people get tried and convicted for what they did because if prince would have had some more time to give us everything he had and which i think he did already with his last album but he's just one of those transcending once in a generational talents played all kind of instruments and yeah we're gonna miss we're gonna miss that especially the way music's going today. R.I.P. Prince, the great purple one. It's such a shame. Yeah, I said it. I hate pills, but Lil Pump is hard. Ash, get it! That shit is hard. Yo, you see that Fat Boy video where he's like throwing shit out the window because he's so pumped up that song. That shit was hard. If there's one person I want to meet, it's probably Fat Boy, so... Or no, it's Gary V, Fat Boy... Uh, Jesus, not in that order. Obviously, you know you got Jesus number one. Uh, LeBron, maybe. Um, I don't know. I want to meet a lot of people. I'm probably going to because no one can tell me what what not to do on this earth. Probably Matt Ryan too, because he's the truth. I mean, he choked, but I still got his back no matter what. Shout out Matty Ice. Um, Steve Nash, also one of the realest niggas on earth. Yeah, Steve Nash has the Steve Nash has the the, the N word pass for sure. He's invited to every cookout. Shaq, hate all you, all you want. T Mac, hate all you want. But Steve Nash did like he deserved those two MVPs. Not even close. LeBron, I'm sorry. It was just Steve Nash years. Don't be haters. Don't be mad. Let's get it. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Steve Nash knew how to pass the ball, and that was something that was so uncommon in the ball-dominant era. Especially, like, he was the last... He's probably going to be the last one to even do that, like, 13 assists a game, 90% from the free-throw line. Shaq, if you shot 90% from the free-throw line, you would be the greatest player of all time. So I don't want to hear you say a mother-freaking thing. And if Steve Nash was 7 feet, 330 pounds, he would have been the greatest player or the most dominant player of all time. Perhaps with a more better skill set than you. I'm not saying that to ruffle, ruffle your feathers. Oh, yeah, Shaq's definitely up there. One of those people I want to meet, too. Oh, yeah, Shaq's a GOAT. For sure. I love you, Shaq. I remember listening. I bought the uh, Aaron Carter CD the day he beat Shaq. I'm still kind of upset you let him beat you one-on-one, Aaron Carter, because he's a real hoe. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you still all right in my eyes. Shout out, Shaq. Okay, so this was an impromptu show. I didn't have a game plan written for it, but uh, I just wanted to uh, be able to let you guys know that anything that you want to do, you do in this world, and don't let skepticism try to hold you back. Um, for the sake of for the sake of fruition, I just wanted to talk to you about my dreams and goals and aspirations. And uh, yeah, I just been doing a lot of soul searching, which is part of the reasons I'm out here. But I pretty much just want to be a renaissance man in every sense of the word. I want to be multifaceted. I think this was just the easiest platform for me to do it. But, uh, yeah, I want to learn to do a lot of shit. Anything that, anything, 
Okay, so I like to think that I was uh, I, I peaked in high school. That's the that's me. That's my goal. I was the shit because I didn't give uh, two rats asses about what anybody said or thought, and that still kind of continues. But you still need that that uh, that genuine persona to be able to uh, get where you need to go. You can't just be a hater and get and get to where you want to be unless you're like. Uh, working for Fox News or something, but I I want to learn how to do a lot of shit that would include, like, I want to learn how to code, I'm, I'm taking the first steps, I, I highly recommend everyone to get this app called Grasshopper, it's just like a pretty much Google created app, and they just teach you how to do JavaScript for, for like, really easy, and it's for free, of course, but, um, you know, I'm not paying for no shit unless I gotta see the benefits, and I gotta have some good testimonials or nothing like that, so... Yeah, definitely learn how to code. I want to get some uh, some some season tickets for some of my favorite sports teams. I want to go to Falcons game, like multiple games, win, bad, loss, indifferent, don't matter. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, of course, because that's just the diehards. You know, I remember those good days when we were almost getting chips. But of course, you know they had the Spurs and Tim Donahue, the most corrupt ass referee in the history of the NBA, was pulling for the Spurs. I can't blame him. Because that's where the money's at. Um, condolences to Pop's family, of course. But yeah, man, I just want to be able to code. I want to be able to travel. I want to smoke a lot of weed to celebrate all my, what I've been through and what I'm going to do to help me brainstorm. Uh, what else? I want to make music, of, of course. I want to be able to write a book. I want to be able to do like little movies and shit. And I think this is just the way to just speak it all into existence because the law of attraction is real. Shout out my man Roach, shout out Nick, shout out Sess, shout out my mama for putting me on that. Yeah, just do it, we're the Shia LaBeouf. This concludes today's episode of Pop Church, the podcast. It's Kai Smith logging out, wishing everybody a safe 420. If you're in a, a recreational state, blaze up. If you're in a medical state, blaze up. If you're in an illegal state, blaze up. You live once. Y'all out. Y'all out. But uh, I'm going to just leave you guys with one thing that I need you guys to think about. If a, if a cow is masturbating in a field, what do you call that? Be stroking off. <laughs> See ya. Oh, and one more thing. Um, if you're a listener and I, I want to be able to start getting my, my core following, my my uh, my main supporters or whatever you call it, my friends, family, whatever. If you guys ever have something that you'd like to talk about or want me to talk about, and it can be from about anything, doesn't really matter to me. We talk about ambition. We could talk about something going on. I'm not trying to be your counselor. I just want to be someone to to help. And I'm going to be accessible now than I will be in the future before I get any more prior engagements going on. My schedule's open always for family. But if you uh, are looking to collaborate, then I'm always open for collaborations. Be on the lookout for Busty Buffalo, Edo's show. That shit is so funny. Slim Sess 4000, the good folks at Slim Sess 4000 Esquire. New Vibes with Chris. And uh, 
be on the lookout for just more moves because if you don't like me, you don't, but you're going to have to get used to me. Pop Church. <laughs>